Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A BJJ, BJJ Marriage, where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. Not no, we did not. We need to record a new intro. Maybe we should do that sometime. In case you haven't been listening to other podcasts, we don't really say our names, so and we've apparently been getting more people listening to us. So it's probably good to at least introduce ourselves. So I'm Brittany. I'm Nick. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of a BJJ Marriage. Oh uh, yes, it's episode forty-three. And you know what I was thinking about today, and how crazy it is that. It is 43, so we haven't been doing it quite a year yet, but we did skip two weeks, so really it should be like 45, 46-ish, but even still, that's not a full year, but I do remember it was December last year, and we were driving up to the Dells, and we were talking about starting this. Yeah? Do you remember that? It was late at night. We were driving (laughs) up there uh, before a competition, and we were going to stay the night in a hotel with like Miguel and Michelle and Nick Bontemple and Dave and all of them, Yep. and... We were just talking about how it would be really cool to start a podcast from a female white belt perspective. Like, it was supposed to be originally my thing. And then I was just like, well, I don't really want to do it alone, nor do I have <laughs> okay, the knowledge yeah. to go off about it. Yeah. So I was like, why don't you start it with me? Yes. And yeah, you were I like, that. I would love to do that. And I was like, wait, really? Like, I was just kind of bouncing an idea off of you and then you're like yeah that sounds like a great idea and here we are 43 episodes later (laughs) (laughs) yes but it was originally like i had talked to my dad about it about starting a not even a podcast more like a vlog just so that i could look back on it from years from now when i am like you know purple brown black all of those and just be able to see Mm -hmm. how i've progressed and yeah i never thought i was gonna get this thing but (laughs) Uh, if you're not watching, it's a blue belt, purple belt, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Every day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just, we were talking about how it would be really cool to start it as a white belt and as a female and be able to vlog about my week and the struggles that I went through and everything in order to get to where I am and how I keep progressing. And, like I said, I just didn't want to do it alone because I don't think I'm very comfortable talking to a camera. Yeah, that and and when we started, you weren't very comfortable talking to the no. camera. You were like, hi. <laughs> um, yes, I think this. <laughs> yeah, I think for the first, like, three episodes, you listened to those recently, I apologize. It's probably very robotic sounding. We don't use a script at all, so we've always told anyone who's ever been a guest on here, and if you are going to be a future guest, like, just hear me out, that <laughs> we don't use scripts on here. We always have a topic in mind, but maybe we don't even stick to it and if we don't we change the title later but (laughs) we always decide on kind of a topic like a main thing that we would just like to discuss a theme yeah and then we just kind of let it flow and we don't really have specific questions in mind or any like certain i don't know we just we don't really try to pinpoint it to one thing we try to make it as broad and as we get, we want to talk to our guests about it as much as possible, and we never well, know what's yeah. going to be said. We want to make it more conversational, more less like a interview, more like just a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And not that interviews are bad. That's right. just the way we didn't want to run it. Yeah, that's. I don't know if we have the time to set up 
those types of interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we kind of record this whenever we feel like it, as long as it's out by Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing, too, about it is that he was really all adamant about wearing our geese in the podcast. And for a while, I was like... And recording it on yeah. video. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why do we have to do all that work? But he was like, well, not a whole lot of other people wear their geese on there. So that would already like kind of make us stand out. But then at the same time, uh, how did you put it? You said... I wanted to feel like, like if you were that. hanging out in the match with us after open mat, just mm-hmm. shooting the shit like ha- what happens after every open mat. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason we wear our geese is to make it feel like kind of like a reenactment of the conversations that we would have and we do have before and after during class and open mats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you get to class and everybody's got the gi on, but it's like five minutes before class and everybody's just sitting around and talking about whatever the hell is going on their mind. Mm-hmm. That's what our podcast is. Yep, and that's why we like to have guests on, to have different perspectives and get a different point of view on topics that... We may not know very well. Like, we had Gabriella on here to talk about massages, and we've had a lot. We've just had a lot of people talk about different things that we're just not very good on, and we have so many more that we have in mind, so. Yes. <laughs> See, and this, a lot the, of people. everything that we just talked about for the last five minutes has absolutely nothing to do with our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has jujitsu in, in the same theme, but, uh. Yeah. we know how we started. Yesterday. We were working at a Fuji tournament, Mm -hmm. and it was the first time that we had worked at a tournament. We've been to many tournaments before as competitors, as coaches, as just supporters, Mm -hmm. and I think the main driver here for me was everybody's always very critical on the refs, and even if you watched back to our IBJJF episode with Brent and Dave, Half that episode was talking about criticizing the refs. Mm -hmm. And me, in my life coaching business, one of the main things that I try to instill in people is to not be judgmental of other people because they are just people, right? And think of it more so how you view yourself in the world. So when we look at ourselves, we, we see, like, why things happen and like the background or why why we might do certain things that other people might not like. But when we look at other people, we're always like, why would they do something like that? That's such an idiotic move or whatever it might be at that point in time. And ultimately, I really wanted to gain the perspective of what it's like to be a referee, to be on the other side of that wall, the ones that people always blame or criticize or... um. Sometimes they're like, yeah, they were a good referee, but you don't hear that often. <laughs> Just like in a lot of industries, you hear about people complaining about bad stuff, but you never hear people talking about the really good ones or anything good that a referee has done. Um, I would disagree with that just a little bit. I mean, yeah, there's definitely more. Oh, that referee definitely didn't give you your points when you should have, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> you held that position for 10 seconds and you still didn't get your points. Yeah. That's kind of a joke with us. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we do also talk about, like, oh, well, that ref gave you points and your brother shouldn't have. Well, that's okay. Like, that's cool. You won. Like, we've we've said that before, too. Like, I, yeah. w- I wouldn't have probably given you those back points, but they did, so that's cool. Like, I heard people- someone say that yesterday. I heard someone say, I wouldn't have given those points, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, so I wanted to get gain that perspective, and we're going to dive into that a bit more. But uh, I also wanted to involve Brittany, and they had lots of spots open, and she was able to come be a scorekeeper and work on my table, mm-hmm. which ended up being a very long day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. How did you feel when I asked you if you wanted to work it? Honestly, I was excited about it because I knew it wasn't a rough job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't have to uh, take the grunt of the work. But, I mean, something that I've been working on a lot, and I want to also make a shout-out to Bernadette, too, from Illinois, from Top... top level? Top Level, yes. I want to say MMA? Top Notch, and that's not right. Top Level MMA. But uh, Bernadette was at that camp, the Gentle Art Lifestyle Camp that we were at in the summer, and I got to hear a lot of her perspective and what she's been through, and she just did a podcast this week, actually, talking about how... When you feel any type of sense or urge to do something, you should just go do it. And there should be no reason that would stop you from doing it unless it could, like, physically kill you. (laughs) But even then, even then, sometimes, like, go swim swim with sharks if you want to swim with sharks. I mean, that's that's a good example that I can think of. But basically, she said, like, Like the one time that Brittany told me a flower was edible and I wanted to see how it Mm -hmm. tasted. And I just was like, chomp. And then it did not taste good. <laughs> Don't eat flowers. <laughs> but they're edible, apparently. Okay, carry on. But Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, so I listened to that on Friday. And, I mean, I had agreed to do the Fuji tournament way before then. But she just kind of reiterated what goes through my head about when you feel like you want to do something, just do it. And why wouldn't you? And you, life is so short because you never know what it can throw at you. And I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it really is. And so... When Nick was like, do you want to work at the Fuji tournament with me? My immediate reaction was probably like, no, why? (laughs) But then I really thought about it and I was like, why not? Like, I get to spend an entire day with my husband. I get to go see another tournament, see some jujitsu and learn. And then I also get to do a job that I've never thought about doing before to get a different perspective. And also we got paid for it. So it all ended up being very good things and I was excited for it. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was surprisingly easy to get hired for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Instagram DM Fuji, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, do you guys need workers? And they were like, just email this dude, Clinton. So I emailed Clinton. Shout out Clinton. <laughs> He's like the founder of Fuji BJJ and runs all the tournaments. I don't know about that. It's just regional. Really? Yeah, he just controls like the region of tournaments. Okay, we'll still shout out Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at the face, did he invite you to the Facebook group? No, or he didn't. No. Oh, okay. That's why you didn't know that. <laughs> he seemed young. He went, so did the other guy. I don't yeah. remember his name right now. Weird group of people. But there. they said they were going to come train a fluid with us. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, you gave him a card, right? Yep. <laughs> they said they like traveling around the Midwest to go to different gyms. And he specifically asked me where we train. Like, he came up next to me at the scoring table. And he was like, so where do you guys train? And I was like, oh, we train at fluid. And he's like, where's fluid? And I was like, okay, it's in Greenfield, like, next to Southridge Mall. He's like, awesome. Like, Clinton and I, we love to go travel to different gyms. So if you guys would have us, like, we would love to come train with you. And I'm like, sure, here's a card. Yep. <laughs> Some brown and black belts. Okay. Is that the right? He's a brown. I i don't know what Clinton is. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to him that much. But, uh, but yeah, he... You were busy. Yeah, he was busy. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you need workers? I'm a purple belt, my wife's a blue belt, we would like to work. And then he was like, yep. 
that's it. That's all it was. We were and I was like, okay. And uh, he basically gave me no other information. And he did not give us... Well, okay. He didn't give us any information. Not even like... I had to ask him for a uniform, what to wear. And I had to ask him what time should we be there. And that's the only information he gave me. Not important. <laughs> and then... Because I even asked him, like, I think the tournament was on Saturday, and I think Thursday. I was just like, so what time do we have to be there? And Nick's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> what, are, what are we supposed to wear? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to give him a couple days throughout that week to, like, give us some info, but there was none. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that I thought was a little odd, that there was, like, absolutely... No interview or background process. Like, he just took my word that I was a purple belt, that I understand competitions a bit, and that I would like to work at it. <laughs> and then he's like, you're hired. And he was like, great. I got you, bro. Could have been some slum off of the streets or something. Yeah. And I asked him how much it was, and it seemed worth it to us. So we were like, okay, we're going to do it. Uh, how much it was and how much we were going to get paid. And... I did ask specifically if we could work at the same table, and he was like, yeah, it should be no problem. And I was like, okay, cool. Because uh, if I had to work with another guy like Israel, was it? I name? would not Isaiah? say a name. <laughs> Why are we name-blowing right well, now? Well, okay, because I was going to say, I'm sure he's a very nice man, but he did not help us out to run the table as efficiently as what we would What if like he it. listens to this and you just totally name-dropped him? Then that's okay. Because he can learn from it. I wasn't going to name drop anyone, especially people who yelled at you. <laughs> okay, if he watches this, he's already going to know who we're talking about. Yeah. It's not like is. people are going to go look up. But then they're going to go to Fuji and be like, I don't want that Israel kid. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just let's saying. Call him, let's call him Israel. It's <laughs> now Israel. <laughs> Which his friends told God, us Nick. that you have to remind him of his name anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he did not help us out with the table. There was one point, sorry, we we're going to get into this, but we we're also talking too. So <laughs> there was one point that he came up to me, like in the middle of the tournament, and he was just like, We're doing really good. And I was like, <laughs> Are we? <laughs> he was trying to reassure you <laughs> that we're doing good. I was like, Nick and I are doing really good over here. <laughs> anyway, so yes. we didn't really know what all the positions meant. Like, obviously, we knew what a ref was and we knew what a scorekeeper was, but we didn't know really what a mat runner was. Yeah. Because we're a little bit more experienced with grappling industries. Yeah, we've been to a couple Fuji's before. Yeah, but grappling industries is more, like, intuitive, I would say. Like, you look at your time on smooth comp and mm -hmm. then you just show up to your mat around that time. Yeah. And then they do say your name sometimes, which I guess there would be mat runners there then, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But they don't pull you into a bullpen like right. they do at IBJJF, because that's kind of what Fuji was to us. It was like a, a mini wannabe IBJJF type of thing. Yeah, they were emulating things that work in other tournaments. Yeah, so they had a bullpen, which is just, for those who don't know, where competitors go into a blocked-off area. Where when they're they can, up next. Yeah, when, when the mat runner can call them into the bullpen and then walk them to the mat and tell them, okay, this is going to be you. You're going to be up in the next five minutes. Make sure you stay in this area. But that that bullpen is just to make sure like they're checked in, they're weighed in, and also they can like kind of warm up in that area too. Right. 
Yes. <laughs> Interesting. But it was fun. Um, but yeah, so... What was I getting at with that? Oh, yeah, so I was talking about... Israel. Um, Israel. No. <laughs> I was talking about there was no training yeah. of whatsoever. So the training that we did was the week leading up, I looked at the um, the technique list just uh, a few times. Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I understand my division. <laughs> but have you ever looked at the technique list and then had to understand every allowed technique for every single division? And, and then, like, try to remember it? Coaches do because they probably, like Open Guard, they would probably know it all because they do have kids from like four years old all the way up to men in their 60s competing. Like they have wide variety of ranges, so they would have to know it. But yeah, people like us, right? we wouldn't care. Yeah, but I feel like even then they're looking at it when they're telling people. Like they don't memorize it. They have to like pick it up off the brain and immediately say if you can yes or not do this. Yeah, like we couldn't remember if Gogo Plata and Alma Plata were different for different divisions, which they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, like, jumping guard, I can't, I, I was going to look, and I do not remember if it was allowed in beginner nogi or not. It was not. I don't remember. <laughs> not for beginners. Was it, though? I don't know. <laughs> See? That's it. That's <laughs> that wasn't it. my job, okay? <laughs> my I job know. was to look at your hands going up with numbers on them, and that was it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but thankfully, um, I am a purple belt, and I do understand most techniques <laughs> and how things work in tournaments. And but like literally, there was not even any like he did not tell me how the scores are supposed to work. He didn't even tell me to look at a technique sheet. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna prepare the best I can." And I had her quiz me on the drive over there. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. But, I mean, you should keep that in mind if you're thinking about competing that if you get really mad at the ref, it's probably because they honestly just don't know or they didn't get trained or something. Like, they're really just winging it out there. So, if you really honestly think that that was a bad call, you could talk to the ref about it and say why or why not if you wanted to. But Mm -hmm. maybe this will help people understand a perspective that refs really don't have any sort of training leading up, at least not in Fuji. Yeah, as far as we know. Right. (laughs) Maybe he expected me to already know this stuff, which is fine, but... Anyway. Yeah, so... um, So, yeah, it was super easy to get hired. And, yeah, it was interesting to just, like, study the resources I could find online about Fuji tournaments. <laughs> and uh, what, what points were for each technique and what was allowed and not allowed for each um, type of division. So there's like what seven divisions like beginner kids no submissions and then like middle kids expert kids then there's the gi divisions and then white the no gi divisions yeah yeah it was uh there's a lot to look at and a lot of techniques to try to memorize thankfully it was pretty intuitive you could pretty much guess it there was just a couple of things like gogo plata and jumping guard and wrist locks and things Neck like cranks. that yeah, but like heel hooks and things like obviously you can't do that in the gi. Mm-hmm. And then also like a lot of those are just for brown and black belts. It's not really for mm-hmm. anything below. So like a lot of it was stuff that we've already had drilled into our brain. There's just a couple little minor differences that we were trying to remember, like the point system. That went real well. <laughs> <laughs> it did go well. It did. It, it did for a little bit. 
kind of. Whoa, so, you're making it sound like that was terrible. No, you weren't terrible. It was just funny because we were trying to memorize the rule set and we said on the way there, we're like, okay, so a sweep, yeah, a sweep, a neon belly, and, and a takedown. We're all two points. Sweep, neon belly, takedown, two points, done. Mountain back, four points. We all know that. If you compete, even if you haven't competed, that's pretty self-explanatory. And then a guard pass was three points. We're like, this is really easy. We can remember this. We didn't realize until after the kids' division that we were missing and mixing up sweeps and guard passes. So everyone who did a sweep got three points, and everyone who did a guard pass got two points for quite a while. (laughs) For probably about, like, 15 matches, actually. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Thankfully, they're all landside victories. Yeah. And I don't think it would have changed anything. So the way we realized was because there was this coach, because I was at the score table, so I was directly next to one of the coaches all the time. And the coach was like, what were those two points for? And I looked at him and I was just like, oh, it's for a guard pass. And he was like, guard passing is two points? And I was like, yeah, it, it's different here. And I was like, and Neon Belly is also two points. I feel like that should be more. Like, I was totally making the conversation. <laughs> But yeah, neon belly and guard pass and takedowns are all two points and sweeps are three points. And he was like, so it's opposite of IBJJF? And I was like, I don't know. I don't make the rules. This yeah. is what it said. And then he, he was like, okay. And then I really started thinking. And then he started thinking. And then we looked at it and we're like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> we mixed up the sweep and the guard pass. For a little luckily, bit. luckily, there weren't that many sweeps. Like there was literally no sweeps. I mean, it was children for yeah. a while. But there was no sweeps. There was like the white belt division. I gave out sweep points like five times total. Yeah. So he really only gave out sweep points a few times. But guard passing, he probably robbed some people of some guard passing points. If he's only giving them two instead of three. But that's okay because like he said, most of them were landslides. Like I would say, I think our, our computer said that we had like 83 matches on mat three for the day. And we caught this probably around, like, match 15 or 20 or so. And I would say out of, let's say, 20, 20 matches that we had, that we were going off of that first point system, I would say maybe only two of them were somewhat close in points. Like, somewhat. But mm-hmm. it was still, like, the other person won by four or more points. So, like, that one extra point wouldn't have even made a difference. Yeah, and then there was, like, at least a third, if not more, were submissions. Mm-hmm. So it was clear. Yeah. So, but we caught it. Yeah. <laughs> and we fixed it. Yep, <laughs> we fixed it. <laughs> yeah. But that was that was a fun little experience, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, but I tried to cram all of that in my brain this week, mm-hmm. and I got quizzed once <laughs> by my own doing. Yep. And your training? What was your training like? Uh, he showed us right before we went to our table for like five minutes. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Scorekeepers, gather around, watch. Yep. All right, you should already be logged in. If you're not." Here's the login and the passcode. And then what you're going to do is click this button, and then click this button, and then click this button. And if you need to add more time, you click this button. And when they win, you click this button. <laughs> and that was it. That was, like, the whole thing. And I'm like, okay. So I'm, like, literally pulling out my phone, and I'm scrambling notes down as fast as possible just in case, like, I need to check back for any reason. And, I mean, it was pretty simple. But those first couple, which we'll get into, were... Uh, Pretty crazy. Yeah. So let's jump on. We're past the training now. So we get to our mat and it's time to start the matches. And then apparently it's a mat runner's job to have the microphone and be able to call the names out. 
Mm-hmm. So on the computer, you could see like, okay, these two are up next against each other. Mm-hmm. But or you they could did... see the next couple matches. Yeah. And, and they did next? say whoever is around that area. Like, let's say you have Jim and John who are supposed to go first, but let's say Matthew and Anthony are there right now. You can just let Matthew and Anthony go. You didn't have to wait for Jim and John and just make them next or something. Mm-hmm. So we were dependent on the mat runner to be able to get everyone to mat three for us. That did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was half half of the mat runner. Yeah. So we had no one around us except for like spectators. And yeah. we're just yelling out, we're like, Are Jim and John here? And then <laughs> everyone's just like, No, uh, wearing nope. jeans and makeup and everything. I'm like, Well, you guys are not competitors, so <laughs> we need Jim and John here. <laughs> yeah, it felt like there was a lot of times our mat was completely empty. Yeah. And I was like, Where? Our, our competitors. And we had no one. Like, we didn't even have the next one, which in this circumstance is Matthew and Anthony. I'm totally making up names right now. But, like, we didn't yeah. have Matthew and Anthony or Jim and John or whoever the next ten were. Like, no yeah. one was around us. And then the other half of the time, we had, it was Jim versus John and Matt versus Anthony. And we'd have John and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well. Yeah. Okay, you guys just hang out here. I need one of your other halves to get going here. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yep. So we had to pull or, Clinton aside. Or they were just like difficult. Or I'm not difficult. Disappeared. They did not exist anymore. We're not in the tournament. <laughs> not difficult. Yeah. So we had to pull Clinton aside and tell him like, is the Matt Runner supposed to bring him to us? And he's like, he's not bringing them to you. And I was like, no, is he supposed to? And he's like, yes, he's supposed to. So <laughs> he had to go yell at Israel and go tell Israel that you should be walking the competitors to their mat, not just telling them. And it was it was an interesting experience. Finally, Israel got it right. He was able to now start walking them to us, but he was still all over the place. It was a mess. And Nick, like Nick said, he ended up being the mat runner half the time. So he had to go to the bullpen himself, which we're at mat three. So he had to go past uh, mat. I had to go past four mats. Yeah. To, to get, get there. to the bullpen. Every <laughs> there was time. eight mats. But so. I had to go half halfway across the entire uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Just about every time. I would say there was probably no more than like two or three consecutive matches without us having an empty mat and needing to go find Israel. <laughs> it was terrible. And like, we don't know. We don't know anything about what a mat runner's job is because we've never experienced it. So we were trying to be open minded. But then, like, Nick is a very happy person, okay? Like, Nick doesn't really complain about anyone ever. He's very genuine. Like, he's just. He's always smiling, except for when he's reffing. <laughs> and then even he came up to me. He's like, how did we get the worst mat runner ever? Oh, my and God. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, Nick. <laughs> I did complain, yes. I apologize to the world. <laughs> Normally, I don't complain about things. <laughs> you were allowed to complain. But anyway, so finally, we were able to like get on a good system and then it would stop, and then it would start again, and then it would stop again. And that was kind of all day. And then yeah. we ended up getting random mat runners throughout the day, too. Yes. Like someone... Because he kept going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> is what we heard. Yeah. And then someone came up to me, and he was just like, did this person go yet? And I was like, yeah, he just went. He's like, okay, thanks. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and then there was lots of times where our competitors were on the mat competing, mm-hmm. and our mat runner was calling them to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. for the match that they were in mm-hmm. there was one person i think his name was tyler he was competing and then they called him to the bullpen and while he was in the middle of his match i heard the person say 
last call for Tyler or yeah. he will be DQ'd. And I was like, DQ him then. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I was wrapping that match and Tyler was like, can I finish my match first? <laughs> While he was like in the guard. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I got to stay here. I can't I can't tell him to stop calling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that yeah. was fun. But anyway, so the first couple of matches that we had were kids. Yeah, they were kids. They the, were fun. The very first match, not on our map, but just the very first match of the day, ended up being two little four-year-olds, each with like three stripes on their white belt, yeah. which was super freaking cute. One of them happened to be our sister school, Sweeps, little boy. So mm-hmm. shout out Sweeps in Watoma. And uh, they had they were talking to us, Denise and Ephraim, the owners of that gym. If you're ever up in the Watoma area, go visit them. They're awesome people. But she was telling me, she's like, yeah, we have a four-year-old competing today. This will be his third tournament. He's such a little monster. I love working with him. <laughs> she was like, the first two match or two tournaments that he did, he won gold. So we'll see how he does today. But I'm really excited about it. I actually I don't know how it turned out for him because we were yeah. busy. But, I mean, he it was the very first match. And they were seriously so tiny. <laughs> it was so cute super cute <clears throat> but yeah but then we had people going yeah and uh yeah our training was very minimal so we had to figure out how to like tell who was going to get what kind of points mm-hmm. so they had the yellow and green belts and i had the wristband for the colored what i had in my head was colored points and not colored points <laughs> yeah i would say green or white because it was green and yellow. It was yellow with green lettering or it was black with white lettering. Okay, yeah. So I did green or white. Yeah, I did color or no color. <laughs> that, was, that was my internal system. Yep, mine was green or Does white. Does he have color? Color, two points. No color. And there was a couple times where I was like, two points. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Yes, I did. Because I, I didn't know if you were. There was a couple times that I noticed you doing that. And I was like, okay, he either he doesn't remember who's green or he doesn't know if he's going to give them the points or not. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was only two or three times where I had to tell you to take the points off of a person. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I gave the points and I was like, no, I should not have given those points. Yeah. <laughs> I think it only happened twice. Right. And I think there was only one time where you put it, gave it to the wrong person. Yes. Only once. You noticed that? Yeah. I noticed it right away. Yeah. And then I was like. <laughs> 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 yeah. But. Overall, I think we did okay. Yeah, communicating we, silently. Right. <laughs> and if people wore a white or black gi and the other person wore a colored gi, like a blue or gray or something. Yeah. Or if it was a white gi versus a black gi, I would call the black gi colored. And I didn't have to make them wear the obnoxious yellow and green belt. But like half the time they both showed up in the same gi and I'm like, okay, one of you guys got to put on this big ass belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, a belt that's one and a half times the size of a normal belt. Yep. <laughs> well, it's got to be one size fits all type thing. Yeah. And people are like, how do I tie this? Especially the little kids. Oh my gosh. There's this little girl there. had to go around like there. four times. Yeah. There's this little girl there. She was probably only like 50 pounds. And she's just sitting there and she has like the most blank expression on her face while her coach is tying it around. She's like, why am I wearing this? And no one would answer her. And she would just keep going, why am I wearing this? And then she asked it four times. Just, why am I wearing this? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it was super cute. Yeah, it was super cute. But yeah, so for those first couple matches, it took us a little bit of a a rhythm to have to come up with because we didn't really know how to do it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's go back to Jim and John, okay? 
So let's say Jim was green or colored in his mind. <laughs> yeah, colored. <laughs> and John was white. No color. No color. <laughs> So, like, I think we're both trying to memorize all of that, whereas, like, all we needed to remember was who was color and who wasn't. We didn't need to know their names. Right. I kind of needed to know their names at the end. Yeah, she did. I did not not remember anybody's name. But that took us a minute to come up, like, to figure that out because we're just like, okay, Jim is green, colored, and John is white, not colored. That's racist. And then we just, like, went back and forth and we're just like, wait, Jim, no, John, Jim. And then I, we finally came up, like, three matches later. We're like, okay, we don't need to know their names. Yeah. Like, I'll need to know their names on who wins. So then at the end, like, let's say Jim had 14 points and John had two. Then I'd be like, okay, green. It's John. John wins by submission. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's or how everyone has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, I ended it up, I'd be like, what's your name? And he'd be like, Jim. And I'd be like, okay, you're Jim. Got it. Jim, right? <laughs> He's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. And you're, you're John, right? Yes, I'm John. And I'm like, okay, John, you're going to come on this side. Jim, you're on this side. And then I'd make John put on the colored belt or uh, put on the wrist or the anklet if it was nogi. And then, like, they'd be on the corners and I'd be like, Jim? And he'd be like, yes. I'd be like, John? He'd be like, yes. I'd be like, great. Okay, let's start. And I'd, I'd look at the screen to make sure that the color was on John. And I was like, okay. We can do this. <laughs> well, I started figuring it out for you so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Because right. I was just like, okay, well, I wanted to know their names right away. And I was like, okay, yes. well, if John is on this side, then he's he's green. Right. I always put the colored side on the same side, which I believe helped you out yes. a bunch too. Yes. But I wanted to be consistent with that. Like, this side's colors only. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> only the green people over here. <laughs> hey, you know what? I did have black people on the non-colored side. So <laughs> not every time, though. Let's just say that. So that was our mindset. And we finally yes. came up about three matches in. We're just like, okay, this is not as hard as we're making it. So yeah. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Yep. But, but yeah, then I would call them onto the mat. What were you going to say? Oh, I, you keep going. Yeah. Then I would call them onto the mat and I would shake their hands, shake the other person's hands, make them shake hands, split them up by just an inch or so. And then I'd just say, let's have a good match. Fight. <laughs> and then they started and I was like, woo. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Yes. So we saw some very cool matches, I would say. It was very different for us to be there. Oh, there was one more thing I was going to say about starting the matches. Okay. Uh, I was going to say there was no indication of what division they were in unless you read it. So, uh, like, it's not always the same division that you're running. It's Mm -hmm. going in between a few. So I had to look at the, like, the title of the match for every match also to figure out what rule set I was trying to play in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I didn't, thankfully, we didn't have to keep track of time at all. That was all computerized. So, um. I didn't have a belt to throw at you. I, I know. I was really upset about it. I know. There I was wanted... a couple times where you go, like, time, time. <laughs> and I was like, time. <laughs> but, like, we'll talk about it. But I was really getting in there. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to, like, look at the match. And then it would be, like, beginner kids. And I'd be like, okay. And then also with the beginner kids, we had to check with the coaches and the kids if they want to do submissions or not. Yeah, that's right. Because the kids, like if they were under eight, mm-hmm. they we're it was up to, to the coach's discretion if they wanted submissions or not. Mm-hmm. And so like sometimes we get this really fired up kid like, yeah, yeah. And then the other one would be like, nah. no. But if one <laughs> says no, you just can't do it. It's consent. Yeah. <laughs> Consensual jujitsu. Yes. 
<laughs> How nice. And then you would hear the coach tell the really riled up kid, he's like, okay, we can't do any submissions. And the kid would be like, okay. And then me, I'd be like, oh, this has to go all three minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so there was that. And then there was like, gi or no gi. I would have to look to see if it was beginner or intermediate. Oh my gosh. And then our mat runner kept bringing us no gi people when we weren't done with our gi division yet. Yeah. And we're like, no, I need Thomas. And he's like, well, here's Ben. And I'm like, I don't care who Ben is. I want Thomas. We got to finish gi. Then we can do no gi. Then we do adult gi and then adult no gi. He did that with a couple of kids too. He kept telling me that this kid wasn't there. And then she showed up for her no gi match. And I was like, wait a minute. Where were you for your gi match? And they were like, I don't know. They never called us. I'm like, you still have a gi match to do. Why don't you go put on your gi? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a mess. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. And she was like, I'm sorry. Like, the mom was so apologetic. I was like, it's not your fault. And I think she was like mad at us. And I'm like, it's not our fault either. It's, not, <laughs> it's Israel's fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. But yeah, so there was a lot of like setup before every match and a lot of things I was trying to check and a lot of things I was trying to make sure I was aware of before the match even started. Yeah. Which was a lot more than I had expected. But we saw some really cool matches, so we'll kinda, we won't dive too far into them, just because none of them were fluid people or neutral ground people. There, there was, was one, one neutral ground. <laughs> one neutral ground, a couple of people from Stoughton, BJJ. Yep, and a couple of people from Open Guard, a couple of people from Sweep. So, like, that's actually, let's dive into that. It was really cool to walk into Fuji and actually, like, know people and recognize people. Like, mm-hmm. people that you actually knew, that you've trained with, that you've rolled with, that you've been to their gym. And then also just to see, like... I see him at every tournament, mm-hmm. or I see them all the time, or like, oh, yes. uh, veneration, oh, journeys, like, I've seen them compete lots of times. Right. And it was really cool, because we ended up, like, talking to somebody random. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was just talking to us, we were introducing ourselves, and he ended up working at the competition also. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you look really familiar. I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know, we wear pink. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes, I wear a pink tank top at normal competitions. <laughs> He does that so we can find him, and apparently strangers can find him, too. Yeah, strangers recognize me in the pink tank top. Yep. <laughs> Running around. Yep. Coaching people. <laughs> so we started talking to him a little bit, and then yep. there was another one who was a competitor there, and he was at our table. He only had one match, but he was getting there, and he just, he he set his stuff down, and he looks at us, because Nick obviously wasn't repping at the time. We are just, like, talking to each other at the table, and this guy goes, you, I know you guys, and we're like... Huh? <laughs> do we? Do we know you? And he's like, no, no. I know you from from uh, Brunton's Facebook. Yeah. I just saw that you guys got promoted. And oh. we're like, oh, you know you know Brunton Fitzgerald. And he was just like, yeah, I see you guys on his Facebook. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's awesome. Yep. I got a few congratulations on my purple belt yep. also, which was Same. cool. Yeah. But it was... So anyway, we had a lot of schools there, but Fluid, unfortunately, was not competing at all this time. Which was another reason we wanted to work this one. Mm-hmm. It was an excuse to be there without having to step away from someone that we want to watch as division or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, but like I said, Sweeps was there. So shout out Sweeps. Open Guard was there. Shout out Open Guard. And then just a bunch of other schools that we've seen and talked to and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was awesome. But Good community. Anyway, so some of the matches that we saw, like those kids... Some of those kids get real fired up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the girl division, like, the one who was really confused why she was wearing that belt. Oh, my gosh. Their match was so funny because, like, yeah. they both were just so straight-faced. 
And you could tell that just in like their little seven-year-old minds that they don't know jujitsu. They just memorize jujitsu. Like yes. they don't know what to actually do. They just know the process of going out there, like get your takedown, land and guard, get to side control, get to mount. Like that's all they know. That's programmed in their brain. They don't actually feel for the other opponent's motions or movements or anything. They don't yeah. plan for when something goes out of that. So they literally are just like holding on to each other. And there was one point that they were just spinning in circles. That was like, did you see? I looked at you. I was like, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> but the kids were just so funny. And there's yeah. this one little boy there who I've never seen anyone move like that before. Charles. Yeah. He was. I felt bad for him because he had really good jujitsu. He lost his gold match and he was very upset with himself. He was. And I was like, it was good fight. He cried. And there wasn't too many people that I said anything to because. I don't know them. I'm just the scorekeeper. I wasn't trying to like show any biasness to anyone really. But when he walked away and he was crying because I saw how good he was, I literally stopped him in his tracks and was like, hey, bud, like you did fantastic out there. So try not to be too upset. And he mm-hmm. was just like, okay. And his mom was like, say thanks. <laughs> and then they just kept walking. Yeah. I did feel bad for him. But he, he was, was like awesome. only one of like four people that I probably said something to. Yeah. I was trying not to. I was trying to be very neutral all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying not to tell anybody that I enjoyed their jujitsu or that I liked what they were doing because mm-hmm. I didn't want the other side to look at that and be like, well, maybe he scored it that way because he, because of that. Yeah. There's a couple, like the first couple of matches, uh, because I love watching kids do jujitsu. So every time one of them would win, I don't even care which one of them would win, but I would smile because I'm like, oh, look at the kid. And then Nick comes with me and he's like, I'm trying not to smile. I'm like, oh, yeah. We probably shouldn't smile because I probably looked really bad with the other kids, <laughs> like showing biasness towards one of the children. Right. But it was fun to watch the kids. And then our mat was pretty much just white belts all day. Yes. There so was we, a couple blue belts, but that was it. Yeah. We had like probably two sets of blue belts, one in their 20s, one in their 40s. And then the rest were just all beginner. And then it was beginner nogi we had and intermediate nogi we had for adults. Yeah. But it was fun. It was cool to watch. Uh, there was a couple of white belts who were doing... We also had no women. Yeah, no females. On our mat, at least. But it was one of the last matches of the day. And these two guys in their nogi match literally just went head-to-head for the entire five minutes. And then I gave them a minute overtime. Sudden death. Whoever scored first, points first. Because it was still 0-0. Zero to zero, And they were still on their feet the whole time. And they still... Did the same thing for a whole nother minute, which I expected them to do, but I was like, please, somebody pull guard. <laughs> please, somebody pass their guard. <laughs> and they ended up being zero to zero after six minutes of all on their feet stand up. But and not, I, that's, that's, that's generous? Yeah, because they weren't <laughs> even doing stand up. They were literally forehead to forehead, straight on, like not even a forehead into a temple, forehead to forehead for six minutes. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell them at one point, watch your heads, because they were almost starting to, like, clash their heads together. I don't know if you heard that. But, no. And the coach was like, good point. <laughs> I heard him say that. But And then the coach yeah. at that time, too, who I was sitting next to, was like, I'm exhausted just watching this. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to make a rough decision off of that match yeah. to see who won. And I was like. And the coach was like. How do you choose? <laughs> and then Nick just kind of looked at the floor and he looked at both of their hands like, mm. and I said to the coach, I'm like, he doesn't know either. <laughs> I think that was the only rough decision I had to make, though. Yeah. And, but there was a couple of matches where it was really close and it was still like tied or zero to zero. 
but somebody did definitively get points. But I would say that I gave those points a little bit quicker than I normally would, just like a hair trigger faster, just to make sure that I didn't have to make a ref decision on it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, nobody likes winning by ref decision. And it would be things like guard passes where um, they pass the guard and, like, I count for three seconds, but maybe it started scrambling or um, they got, like, back into a quarter guard or something just at the end of that three seconds. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to give them points because they made the timer. But when my timer ended, the position changed. But I feel in my mind they passed the timer, so they should get those points. Yeah. But it's still hard to, like, clarify in your mind in the moment. Right. There's a lot of quarter guard going on yesterday that I noticed. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people who didn't know how to get out of it. Yes. Um, But there's a lot of that. Like, no one was really facing the problem. And I know we had a lot of white belts. So, like, there's obviously a lot of work that can be taught and learned. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot of quarter guards. But then when they would get out of it, they would get the guard pass points. And then typically when you get out of quarter guard, your knee is already there. So you just kind of end up in mount. Mm-hmm. So they would get guard pass points and mount points, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, seven point move right there. Right. And, I, and we were talking about that on the way home. And I was like, that, those seven points seem kind of generous. And he's like, well, I mean, it is passing the guard and getting mount. And I was like, I guess. Yeah. But also in higher divisions, people know how to use that quarter guard very well on that side. So if you lay on the side and you've got your leg against their back in the quarter guard and you get your knee out and you end up in mount or your ankle out and you end up in mount, that quarter guard is way harder to pass than if you put them on the same side as your other leg and like kind of slide out of the quarter guard and end up in side control. Yeah. Like I remember specifically drilling getting out of quarter guard with people and i with experienced people i can't go straight to mount i gotta go to side control first Mm -hmm. but in white belt divisions your knee is just there you end up in mount just knee slice or knee slide across right because those people weren't experienced enough to know how to control that ankle and make it advantageous for them yeah all right so let's get into the interesting part that you guys are all wondering because i think one of the biggest reasons that people don't like to ref is because they don't want to get yelled at so, how often did you get yelled at? I don't think I got yelled at that much. I got maybe contested with points for like once or twice where uh, one of the coaches was like, why didn't they get points for this? Or why didn't you, or, yeah, basically why didn't you get points? Or why did you give them points? There's only one who did that in English. <laughs> <laughs> There's another guy. I got to use my Portuguese yesterday. There was this guy like speaking very fast Portuguese and I was like, oh, and then he, like, kept talking in Portuguese, and I didn't respond yet. And then I was like, now follow. Now follow. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, and then he walked away. I was like, okay. <laughs> no idea what he was. <laughs> Apparently, it looked Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea what that ref was concerned about, or what that coach was concerned about whatsoever, because it was all in Portuguese. And apparently, Nick looks like he's from Brazil. <laughs> I don't know. Uh But the only time that I noticed that someone actually got mad, and it wasn't even mad, it was just like, why didn't they get points, Uh, was when a kid pulled or did some, like, takedown or something, but Nick said that they were on their butt, and the coach was just like, I don't think they were on their butt, and he was like, well, they were, and they kind of just had a little discussion about it, but he seemed very upset, and I don't know why, because 
that kid lost anyway by a lot of points. So even if he got those two takedown points, like he still would have lost by like 10 more points. So I don't really know why he was so upset about No, he actually got submitted. Yeah. And, and he, he was down by, by points. Yeah. So like, Something like that. those two points wouldn't have mattered. But at the same time, I, mean, I get it. He was looking for just, consistency and yeah, trying to fight for your you. kid. Yeah. Which makes sense. But <clears throat> but yeah, I felt like that kid fell to his butt and then it was almost like a sit up guard. And then the other person pushed them to their back. Yeah. So then the coach who informed us that we were getting sweep and guard point or guard pass points mixed up. He then was apparently very critical, criticism, critic, critical. <laughs> wow. I like those words. Critical. <laughs> Where do I buy criticism? <laughs> he was criticizing your refing for the next couple of matches because he wanted to make sure like you had it right. And there was one point in a match that it was it was a really big scrambled match too, so that I had to really pay attention. And this dude comes up right next to me. He's like, "You should have gotten those mount points. Why didn't you get those mount points?" I was like, "Bro, I don't have time to talk to you right now." <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, "I'm like, yeah, it looks like you should have gotten those mount points, but I don't know why he didn't. So let's just shut up and keep moving." And then you had ended up telling me like he didn't get mount points because of so and so and so. Yeah, it's because I had you read the rules to me while I was driving, so I had only heard them, and I didn't get to visually look at them, and I had mixed up, um, you said something about inferior, oh, so the rule says if you escape an inferior position, you don't get points for it, but I, in my mind, internalized that as if you go from a superior position to an inferior position, you don't get points for it. So the guy was on his back, and then he spun him out. And I didn't give him mount points for that reason. But that only happened once in one match. Okay. He still won. Yeah. And that four <clears> points <throat> would not have mattered. Yeah. Like we said, almost all of them were just landslide wins. So that helped us out a little bit. And if he decides to ref again in the future, then <clears throat> now we'll know that and be more experienced. Mm-hmm. But the other couple of things that I wanted to bring up too were just some of the really fun, inspirational matches that we watched. I would say that there was one match that I actually learned something new from, mm. and I thought that that was really funny because they were seven. <laughs> but it was the one kid who was in top mount, and the bottom mount kid was like holding his fingers together in a in an S grip, and the top kid mount literally picked up his knee and shoved it underneath his arms and like shoulder crunched him with his knee slice, and I was like, he knee sliced his arms. Yeah, and I was like. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, how did a child just teach me something? Like, I that's why jujitsu is ever learning. You just yeah. keep learning all the time, even from people you least expect it from. Yes, absolutely. But then I would say that the most inspirational match that we watched was there's a blind man. Mm-hmm. He was 100% blind in both eyes, and he was walking around with a cane. And he had a, was it intermediate nogi? Or was it beginner nogi? I think it was beginner nogi. Okay. Well, he was. A, he said he's been training for four years. I did hear him talk about that. Okay. Might have been intermediate. <clears throat> well, he said he's been, oh no, he said he's been training for three years and then his opponent was training for eight months. So okay. I think it was beginner. Yeah. But because he's blind, he obviously does have that disadvantage. So three years, he probably is a white belt still. But that's okay. And I just heard them talking and he was very very sweet and he was just like i'm here and he's talking to his opponent and he just goes hey let's have like a really fun match okay man like i'm really excited and they got out there and they had to direct him to the center so that they could shake hands and everything and i even remember like the the eight month training kid he had looked at his coach like like 
they go hard? Do I let him win? Like he got kind of had that like mm-hmm. look with his coach, like what do I do? And his immediate reaction was, well, I'm gonna go really nicely. Like I'm not gonna attack this guy like I would a normal person. But then the blind guy just came guns blazing, just ready, and he tried to slam him down and all this stuff. And then you could see the eight month kid like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I like, will this change. Is, this is a match. Yeah, <clears throat> it was very never cool. underestimate your opponent. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I was trying to score that as fairly as possible, also mm-hmm. because you know I could. I was empathetic towards the blind grappling or yes. sight impaired, I should say, grappling. Yes, but unfortunately, he did end up losing, uh, but not by much. I think he only lost by like four points or something like mm-hmm. that. He didn't lose to a submission, and it was it was very incredible to watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> what are some other cool things that happened? There was a couple entertaining matches. So there was a couple matches. The blue belt matches were probably the most fun for me because they were actually using, like, good jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and, yeah, like I said, I only gave out sweep points a few times throughout the day because the white belts were just not sweeping each other. Like, they would start for a sweep, and then they would end up in a scramble. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, that happened a lot. Or they would just get mounted and then escape the mount every mm-hmm. time. And it was like... Somebody sweep. Right. <laughs> but, so uh, the matches started at 10 a.m., I think. Yeah. Is when they started. And we didn't have our last match until like 7. I think it was like 6 something. It was like 6.54. Really? Yeah. Yep. Oh. It was crazy. <laughs> we were the last map out of the 8 going. Like we still had two more matches to go when everyone else was done. And we're like, yep, this is because we had a bad mat runner. <laughs> Yeah, because our mat was empty, like, every other match. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, there was um probably a couple wrestlers that were doing, like, cartwheels. They were very, very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then um, a couple of the gold medal matches were just fun to watch and fun mm-hmm. to score. And there was a lot in me to hold back all of the coaching that I'd want to give people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh, man, you could just do this, or you, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I was just like, no, like, I just got to watch it. There were so many times that I saw people going for back mount and they weren't getting their hooks in. Yeah. Like, they were just holding. And I was like, I wanted to scream so bad, hooks! Yeah. Hooks! But I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, if you cross your feet, you're not supposed to get back points either. So I was waiting for people to put their hooks in without crossing their feet sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we did have one questionable point. Uh, occurrence happened because it was a beginner no gi but it was a gold match so they both already won they both had proven that their jiu-jitsu was pretty good already and one of the kids technically jumped guard but not like literally it was a jumping guard with a guillotine that fell right into the guard yeah it was half pull half jump but he had the guillotine grip already and then he like pulled him to the ground yeah, yeah. so he didn't, like, jump and then get the guillotine. He had the standing guillotine, and then he jumped to pull him down. Yeah, or he, like, his legs, his <laughs> feet left the ground as he was pulling him down to the ground. Mm-hmm. So Nick ended up giving him... He got the submission. Yeah, that's what it was. He didn't give him any points, obviously, because it's right. not a point system, but he got the submission, and, and then, then the, coach, the, match. the coach was just like, hey, Raph, like, they're beginners, they shouldn't be jumping guard. And then we're like, was that really a jumping guard, though? So, let us know what you think on that. <laughs> Standing guillotine to jump. 
into guard pole. <laughs> yeah, and we, it's not like we have like an instant review <laughs> camera, <laughs> and I'm not sure what it would be like to reverse any calls that I had made. And I didn't want to go down that road. Oh my gosh, there was one time that freaking Dan LaPaz from oh. Open Guard, uh, shout out Dan, <laughs> we love you, but he came up to us and it was in one of our times that we didn't have any matches going. And Dan was like, yeah, so uh, there's, been, there's been probably quite a few complaints happening here on Matt 3. And I just looked at him and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, one even said that it was, like, the worst that they've seen in the United States. And then Nick was like, he's just messing with us. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like, what? Are, I know we had the points wrong, but, like, really? And then he's like, I'm just messing. I, no one said anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was hilarious. I was so sad, though. You were. Like, oh, my God. I was like, Brittany, come on. <laughs> Dan's going to be the guy that comes and tells us. <laughs> hey, who knows him? I'm so mad. I can't even tell them. <laughs> you go tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clinton ended up messaging Nick this morning saying Yes. He didn't know that it was my first time working at an event and he had zero complaints about my rapping, so stellar job, he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the end it actually all ended up working out pretty well. Would you yeah. do it again? Um <clears throat> we'll get to that question. Okay. But I did want to bring up also that like when people were getting choked or when like there was a submission that was happening, I was way deep in there. <laughs> like I was on the ground and I was like looking to make sure they weren't going to like pass out or they weren't yeah. going to like break anything. There was one guy who was oh, in a yeah. rear naked choke and it was Nogi. He was not tapping and it looked, I was like, I know that position. I know he's on your neck. And if you don't tap soon, he's, that's going to be like your jaws. Something's going to happen in your jaw. And after <laughs> I thought that thought, I could hear his jaw and it dislocated. And it was like, it made like this noise and it like had a thump to it. And like, I stopped the match immediately and like it popped right back in and he was like, but he did not tap. He did not pass out. His jaw just dislocated. And I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need something? (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, no, no, it's just my jaw. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and then he told his wife that and we're not yeah. eating tonight. He was like, no, I'm not eating tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then he competed again. Yes, he, still came, he came back, back later. Match. I was like, oh my, are you okay, bro? And he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, you're on color side. <laughs> <laughs> he even told him, too, like, after that, he's like, go get some ice or ibuprofen or something. Like, yeah, I was like, do something. <laughs> I don't feel right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. There was one uh, submission that Nick couldn't see. Because he was on the opposite side of them trying to make sure that the people who were going wild on mat four wouldn't fall on them because they already yes. had like They had lives. already came into our mat area and I literally neon bellied him <laughs> <laughs> until I moved away to protect them from my competitors. <laughs> Which was super funny. Speaking of neon belly, we got a new router and we actually named it Lee on Belly. Yep. Side note. Anyway. The password <laughs> is your guard sucks. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, so he was trying to block those people on map four from falling into these competitors. Yep. And the dude was sitting up there and he was doing, was it an X joke or was I it an Ezekiel? I think it was Ezekiel. It was, Ezekiel. Like it was an Ezekiel. And he was just sitting on him and Nick was by the feet, but the dude was like 
handling his neck and then all you can hear is the guy on top going he's tapping and all the coaches and i are like tap 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 and then Nick was like tap <laughs> i was like tap <laughs> but he couldn't see it because he was trying to make sure they wouldn't get crushed and so it was just it was a really bad situation and then the dude yeah. was on bottom he just got him he's like i'm not dead <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like shit i could have fought out of that more <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. And then the guy on top was like, you were tapping, but I couldn't let go because the ref didn't stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. He's like, I'm not dead. (laughs) But like, yeah, that was was rough. That was a rough moment because they had already fallen into them once and I had pushed them back. And like I said, neon bellied them to get away. (laughs) And then the ref pulled them back to the middle like, okay, we can't. can't (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hit a couple times in the face, but like I was dodging people. But there was a couple times I got glazed by like their hands or feet or something, because like I said, you when they were so around deep. their neck, I was in there <laughs> making sure, yeah. ready to stop it if I needed to. Yeah, especially with the kids, I was really watching them. And there was a few people that I was like, you probably should just tap that because you're gonna feel like shit for the next two weeks. But right. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't really anything super significant that happened besides the jawbreak and then the submission that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. But besides that, nothing really happened except for one of our competitors on map three apparently was the person who got stretched out on a stretcher. Not and, on our mat. It was like they that. were off to the side after the match at some point. Yeah, and they were saying, like, we need medical to the bullpen right now. Medical, medical. And then, like, five minutes later, they were like, is anyone a doctor? We need a doctor. Is there any doctors in here? Like, it was. It sounded very serious. And we just kept calling. We're like, where is this person? Let's say his name was Tyler. I don't remember his name. They were like, where's Tyler? And then I just kept looking around. And I kept telling, like, his opponent. I'm like, we're just waiting for your match Tyler to show up. And yeah. then some woman comes up to me in the middle of a match. And she was just like, are you guys looking for Tyler? And I was like, yeah. Do you know where he is? And she's like, well, he's the one that just got put out on the stretcher. So he's not coming. <laughs> and I was no, like, like, oh. Okay, I will, I will forfeit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, what else, what else interesting happened while we were wrecked? There was one point where both of I was on one side of the guillotine, and the, um, both of the coaches were on the other side of the guillotine, and I was looking at the guy's face and arm to see if he would tap because I figured he was defending with this arm and would tap with the other arm, and um, both of the coaches said he was out. Yeah, and that his arm went limp, and then I like stopped the match, and he immediately looked at me like, "Why'd you stop the match?" And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked back at him and I was like, huh? You're not out? <laughs> and then both the coaches were like, what happened? Both of the coaches were like, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were out. You went limp. And both of the competitors are just sitting there dumbfounded. Like, yeah, what? I was like, I'm just starting guys standing. <laughs> but both of the coaches were like, I thought he was out. I thought he was out. So, like, I think that was, I don't even, I, I don't even remember what the timing was, but I had paused it. And then he started him standing, and I was like, start? <laughs> I yeah, I was like, start it. Uh, fight! <laughs> That's the same guy that got his jaw dislocated. Yeah. So, rough day for him. But it also, was the um, same match, actually. It was the same match. Um, also, there was one guy that got an eye poke. It was unintentional. Mm. And then his contact rolled up into his eyes. Yeah. And then we had to take a minute or two to like find his contact, put it back in. And then I just started it from there, because it was like 10 seconds into the match, and yeah. I was like, 
Yeah, it was uh, 13 seconds into the match because then the other kid came up to me. He's like, hey, it's it's under four minutes. I don't know. Like, I don't think we were going for over a minute. And I was like, no, it's only a four-minute match, bro. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he was like, why is it only four minutes? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I told him, I was like, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. But yeah. I had a couple people ask me, too. They're like, how long are the matches? I'm like, I've seen some at four, some at five, and some at six. So I have no idea. It just kind of calculates it for you. And I have no idea what you're going to do. So sorry. Yep. Yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> that's for sure. But um, anything else memorable that happened during matches for you? I just really, really, really liked when that little girl just was staring blankly at her coach while she was trying to do a takedown. You want to show the camera what her face is like? <laughs> If if you're watching, she literally like holding the back of the neck, and she's like <laughs> so blank face. <laughs> like she looked like she was slow dancing or something. <laughs> That's so funny. That was my favorite part of the whole day. I think. Yeah. Why am I wearing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. And then we had to clean up afterwards, and we didn't get home till late, and it was kind of a lot of work. <laughs> Which leads us to the question: Would you do it again? Yeah. I had a fun day. It was cool to watch a lot of jujitsu. Yes. And it was fun to learn a new skill. It's true. So, yeah, I would probably do it again. But, again, I feel like it would have to be one of those scenarios where it's one of those oddball competitions that Fluid's not involved in, and then we could just go where neither of us are looking to compete, and then we're not there to help, like, support or coach anyone. Mm -hmm. But we did see a couple of our old... Fluid members like Leo and Mateo. Oh yeah, are some kids who used to train with us, and we saw them compete. They both won, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one other one there too that we saw. Pete. Yes. Pete and Joe Benson. Yes, Pete and Joe Benson. Yep. So, Pete Fulbert. That kind of goes back to you go in there and you see people, and it's really it's just fun. The community of jujitsu is growing, but it's still small, so it's always a good time to show up to competition and new faces and new old faces and just hang out and talk like we talked to Denise and Ephraim for like 15 minutes before yep having to rough yeah so. which was fun we love those people what about you for me it would have to be like you said the stars would have to align again I think the money component of it it wasn't great pay it wasn't terrible pay it was like slightly less than okay pay mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like the pay was like eh <laughs> Could take it or leave it. Yeah. But um, so financial-wise, if you want to make a career out of this, you probably got to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would much rather compete myself. I love competing. Uh, I would much rather coach people. And um, if I had people going there, I would probably rather support them than <clears throat> ref them. Yeah. So I think we're... Kind of at the same point where, like, we'll do it if the stars align, but... Yeah, and if we've got nothing going on that day and yeah. all of those things also. But it is nice to be there with people that you know and, like, being able there, being there to be able to support them, rub their shoulders and get them ice and kind yeah. of just be there for them rather than just be there to be there. Because it was funny when we told Denise and Ephraim that we were there and they're like, oh, who's competing from your school? And we're like, no one. And she's like, well, then why the hell are you here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. You just really like jujitsu? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> well, yeah, we just felt like watching Jujutsu for hours today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one thought I had that I was going to say today. I was going to say, okay, imagine that you went to a Jujutsu competition and you didn't get to like go sit in a corner and wait for your friend's match. 
Imagine that you got there before it started and then sat at a mat and then watched every single match on that mat until the day was over. (laughs) (laughs) Intently. (laughs) All up in their space. But you also could not sit. You had to stand on the mat and watch them all. Yeah. And then after that, you clean up and go home. (laughs) That's what it was like. And get a little paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. uh, Cleaning up was hard. Those mats are really heavy. Yeah. I'm not sure when I clean them either. I was, I was thinking that but I took immediately, a shower. immediately after I picked all of them up because I was carrying two at a time so I knew my palms were all getting in like that grease and sweat and hair and blood and whatever else bodily fluids came out on those mats but I picked them up and as soon as we were done I was like I'm going to the bathroom to wash my hands right now because those yeah. are gross yeah I showered afterwards mm-hmm. I got a t-shirt on a free button up shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, it was a interesting day. It's a memorable experience. Memorable for sure, and it wasn't learned, bad. Yeah, I learned a lot, and I had a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. I do love watching jujitsu in general, and I love being around competitions, and I love doing more jujitsu things and learning as much as I can. And I would say that watching all of these matches, like in detail, um, will help me coach competitors going into competition for the future. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another thing, too, that I wanted to just bring up, just noticing how other gyms roll, because we saw a lot of Veneration students, a lot of Silverback students, a lot of Journey students, like, Mm -hmm. and then Open Guard is always a monster there. But we saw, like, lots of team buildings there, and I kept telling, or I didn't keep saying, but, like, the one of the last matches was a Journey student, and the coach was next to me, and I'd been around him a lot throughout the day, and I just said to him at the end, I was like, you know... I really have enjoyed watching your students compete today because they fight with so much heart. He's like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I could tell like he really did honestly appreciate that feedback because as a coach, then that's kind of like affirmation that he is doing okay and that he's doing well as a coach and bringing these students around. And I thought, I don't know, just like watching the journey students, apparently they're from Madison. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were all just, they just fought with so much heart and I really enjoyed it. I liked watching it. They did. Yeah. And I didn't, the main thing that we were worried about was people getting, like, super upset with me mm-hmm. or, like, parents when I stopped the match mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it didn't happen much. But the people that did contest things with me, I was able to use my, like, customer relations management skills with them and uh, just be calm and expl- not even explain fully, but, like, stand by my decision and talk them down to not being so upset and then just, like, ending it without any sort of conflict mm-hmm. for those who don't know nick used to run a business it's called stonefire pizza company if you're from milwaukee you've probably heard of it or been there if you're not from milwaukee it's basically just a giant dave and busters and he ran that for 10 years and he was the general manager of it for the last like five or six mm-hmm. so he had to deal with a lot of different types of customer service people yeah and he knows how to handle himself very well which was a very easy entryway into his new career which is life coaching and yeah jiu-jitsu training so uh he was able to use all of those skills kind of magnitude into one to be able to talk to all these people if they did get upset yeah and like i said calm them down a bit stand by my decision but you know resolve the conflict as best as possible and i told him to just because this is called a bjj marriage that my other favorite part of the day was that i just got to look at him all day 
<laughs> and he gets so blushy every time I bring it up to him. I'm like, I just got to stare at your sexy butt all day. And he's like, hmm. I'm like, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I got to touch a bunch of sweaty men all day. Yeah, that's totally flirting back. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, it was thanks, fun. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I had a good time. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future with our refing career. Yeah. Who knows? Anyways. But if you're thinking about trying something, even if it's not jujitsu related, if you've thought about it more than once, you should probably figure out why you're not doing it. Yeah. And like my daily message reminder said yesterday was it's better late than never. That you didn't do today either. Not yet. All right. I will. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you guys later. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye.